Welcome to the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. This podcast was created as a way to provide education and connection to the women of Middle Tennessee. My goal is to connect you with local women's health and fitness providers so you know what services are available in your area. I am your host, Amy Bailey. I'm a local women's health physical therapist, yoga instructor, and life coach. Thank you for joining the podcast and being a part of this amazing community. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. It's your host, Amy Bailey, and I have Allie Pillow here with me today, and she is with Nashville Cord Blood. Hey, Allie. Hey there. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to share with you all. I'm so excited you're here. I think this topic is something that a lot of people have no idea about, so I'm really excited to highlight it and bring this to light for people. Most definitely. It's something that I wasn't aware of up until just recently in the last year, and I am just blown away, and it's definitely something I'm so excited to get out. Me too. I think I told you when we talked on the phone, I have three children, and with my first and my third, nobody even mentioned donating cord blood. With my second, I lived in Asheville, North Carolina. It's a little bit more crunchy out there, and it was mentioned, but very briefly, I think there was probably a handout in my packet that they give you, you know, when you first. That's what from a but it's just like uh, literally like if they were to blink, they weren't even, you know, noticing what was going on and they didn't hear enough. And now they're like, oh, my gosh, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I need to know about this. That's what we're here doing is hopefully providing education and deciding if it's right for you and maybe right for your family. That is so cool. That's awesome. So introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and then we will dive into what you do. Sounds great. So my name is Allie Pillow. I am a registered nurse. I have been a nurse for over 10 years. Um, multiple different disciplines. Um, working in the ER, critical care, um, labor and delivery, newborns, NICU. Um, but most recently, I've started working for a company called Cord Blood Registry. And just a rep here in the Nashville area, I was drawn to this company because I have two little boys, ages five and eight. And like you said, Amy, I, um, with my first son, I got a pamphlet. I think it was like a trifold that was in my new mommy bag. And um, that was it. I didn't know much more about it. Um, at that time, I was a new nurse and, you know, didn't have much education in regards to this. And obviously, it was emerging research. And I just, you know, saw the pamphlet and kind of threw it to the side and um, didn't get any more questions about it. My physician didn't ask and I didn't say. So um, when I started learning more about cord blood and the benefits with the research that's quickly evolving, I thought, oh my gosh, like this is something that needs to get out to the expecting families in Middle Tennessee. It is something that could so greatly benefit them now and into the future. And um, I just became very passionate about it and decided to get out there and partner with many different OB offices. Um, different like baby and company and um, different hospitals being able to bring this to their patients. I think that's awesome. I love that you're just spreading the word. Yes. Yes. And I think your background as a nurse really solidifies, you know, just the clout that you have, I guess, in the realm of education. Most definitely. And, you know, it's not for everyone um, and we're aware of that, but it definitely is for a lot of people and it's, it's, it should be given expecting families should be given the option to educate themselves in regards to this to decide. Is it right for me? Is it right for my baby? Is it something that we want to participate in? Yeah. So tell us about, tell us about the process. What can people look forward to if they decide to do it? 
Most definitely. So um, when you, let's say you get the pamphlet or you listen to this or you check out our Instagram and you're like, yeah, you know, I think I, I want to learn a little bit more and decide if it's right for me to do. Um, you can go ahead and call 888 Cord Blood. It's 100% free and you're able to speak to genetic counselors, newborn stem cell educators, and just get all your questions answered. Um, whether it's the right thing for your family, decide on pricing. If it's something that, um, you know, is something that's potentially going to be able to treat a condition that is in your family's history or maybe something that your physician has talked to you about your baby potentially having something that um, could be treatable or assisted with cord blood and cord tissue. So if you make that decision and you decide to bank cord blood um, in our bank with cord blood registry, we have over 900,000 samples um, in our um, at our lab in Tucson, Arizona. Um, and when you get the kit, it comes via FedEx. It's amazing. You get to open it. You get to look at it. You get to feel all over it. Um, because, you know, when you're pregnant, you, you want to be able to, you want to know what your plan is. You want to you wanna be prepared or at least feel prepared. <laughs> um, and so you're going to take this kit and you can open it up. You'll fill out your information. You'll take that kit with you when you go to deliver. You're going to want to keep it with your baby bag, with your hospital bag. And um, your OB is going to be completely knowledgeable on the collection process. They're going to get some blood from you, the mom, um, when you go in. And um, that will all go once the collection happens. You'll call the courier on the back of the box and it will go directly to our facility um, in Tucson. And it's a very smooth, seamless process. It's very easy. It doesn't cost pain to mom or baby, uh, except for, you know, that needle stick in your arm, which, you know, when you're having a baby, you're going to get stuck. But, you know, <laughs> it's just going to. Um, so um, it's a very seamless process. If you decide to bank cord tissue as well, they're going to take a portion of the tissue and put it in a little container. The cord blood goes into a bag um, and your physician does the complete collection and they're educated on it. So that's basically how the process goes. When you enroll via our um, 88 cord blood and get the kit, you actually don't have to pay anything until you actually deliver the baby. Um, so that, that fee is completely, you don't have to pay anything until, until the baby is born um, and the, the um, stem cells and tissue are processed. So that's usually a big relief for families and there's a lot of options for pricing and being able to afford it because obviously that's usually the biggest thing we run into and the biggest thing we hear um, from people before they even learn about the research. They're like, oh, I heard it's really expensive and I'm like, well, it is. It is an investment. But um, so is your stroller set system that you bought, and you're probably not going to use it more than, you know, a handful of times. <laughs> so this is something that's an investment for your family, most definitely. Awesome. I think we'll probably go back to the price in a little bit. Tell us, well, first of all, I want to know, are the doctors in this area on board with it? Have you had good success when you go to them and market most definitely. So um, I have been able to reach out to all of the OBs and midwives in the Middle Tennessee area and surrounding areas, including Gallatin, Murfreesboro, um, and Franklin, and those type of areas. I will tell you that there are certain physicians and OB groups that are more um, interested in the research and the fact that it's quickly emerging and they want to be up to date. Um, there's two in particular that I work very closely with and their patients are consistently educated on this because I, they are passionate about it. Um, there's a lot of OBs that feel a little resistance because 
there's many trials. There's over 300 trials going on currently, both at Sutter and Duke universities. And um, so they're showing really, really positive results, but there's no um, hard and fast rules yet in regards to this. So um, as long as they're up to date on the research, they feel confident to speak on it. The ones that I find that are not 100% behind it is because they do not understand or haven't been shared the research that's going on right now. You know, as an OB, most of them that I talk to say that, you know, there's so much that they have to share in this very short visits. And um, if patients aren't asking the questions, they don't, they don't bring it up usually. So it's something that we like to make sure that patients are at least asking um, their OBs about it and asking the questions that, you know, to get educated. I think that's a really good point. I can remember with my second baby, I had to actually block the door because the doctor was trying to run out. You know, he had covered all the things that he needed to cover, but I still had questions. You know, they, they're just so busy and they don't have time to do the extra unless you ask, you know. Right, definitely. So, you know, and um, usually it's talked about anywhere from your 20 to 28 week visit. So if you find that you're on your 28 week visit or you've already had your um, gender scan and your anatomy scan and you're like, nobody said anything to me about this, put it on a piece of paper, write it on your hand, whatever you got to do and just say, Hey, what do you know about this? And if they're like, Oh, you know, it's, they, they don't share very much. We highly advise that you call 888 cord blood and just ask the questions that you want to ask Get your partner on the phone, your spouse and have them ask the questions also, because you deserve to be educated. And this is not something that, you know, two weeks down the line after your baby is born that you can go back and say, Hey, I really want to do this now. Um, so it's definitely worth spending the time to get educated. Yeah, I mean, we have to educate ourselves in this day and time and really advocate for what we want. So I think this Most is a definitely. great opportunity to educate the audience that this is even something that might be available to them or look into it. Right. So in regards to that, um, when I heard about cord blood registry, even cord blood in general, um, I was like, oh, well, that sounds cool, but that seems like a really ins expensive insurance for if the chance that my kid gets, you know, some type of blood cancer, because that's the only thing that I was aware that it was used for. And, um, you know, cord blood started um, being investigated and researched and um, saved back around 25 years ago. And um, it had been used for just blood cancer treatments and helping with that. But most recently, the main thing it is being used for and trialed with is regenerative medicine. And that includes anything from cerebral palsy to autism to traumatic brain injuries, um, acquired hearing loss. Things like that are the main things that it's being uh, released for for trials, which is really exciting to families that have children um, that they decided to bank and they were like, oh my goodness, now it's an offer and it's an option to our family to be able to use. And um, I have a good friend that I met at a random New Year's Eve party and her son, they decided to bank cord blood and they ended up using his cord blood. He has hypoplastic left heart syndrome um, and you wouldn't even know it now. He's in my son's class. He is running. He's jumping. He looks like a normal child. His skin colors, you know, he, he has great perfusion. He um, has, I think, more energy than my five-year-old. And, um, you know, it's his mom 100% attributes it to his um, cord blood that they utilized in his third surgery. They have multiple surgeries when they have that um, condition. And it's an injection of cord blood straight directly into their heart. And it's just, it's wow. amazing. And um, these stem cells are so 
so pliable and so powerful. And, um, you know, we're only hitting the tip of the iceberg on what can be done with them at this point. That's truly amazing. And you never know what's going to happen. You know, we all want a healthy, normal birth and child, but sometimes things happen and come up and even come up later on in life. Right. Yeah. And, you know, not only is um, the stem cells that are retrieved and the uh, cord, cord blood and cord tissue that's retrieved able to be used for the patient, it's a 75% match to both biological parents and a 50% match to any biological siblings. So, um, you know, this is something that can be banked. And if mom or dad have a condition, you know, it's something that they can see if they're a match for, which, you know, back when we were born, this wasn't even an option. Um, well, I mean, I don't think you may be less than 25. I'm not sure. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> have your, you, have, you have your doctorate, so I'm, I'm guessing no, but it's um, <laughs> an option for us, right? So it's something that, um, you know, can be banked and can be used and, um, you know, definitely getting educated about it is important. Are there any risks to doing this? Great question. So I truly believe, um, and from everything that I have researched, there is no risk um, because what they're doing is when they're collecting the cord blood, they're sticking a needle, which is connected to the bag, which you may think if you're listening that it, it would hurt. It doesn't hurt because it's um, connected to the, the cord blood that you're getting out of the cord. Um, so it's not, there's no sensation to mom or baby, but um, you know, it's stuck in there and then it's um, taken out and truly um, there is no risk for infection because it's not going into mom. It's not going into baby. Um, the only risk is that they do the collection and the doctor isn't able to get enough cord blood. So then it's not able to be used. And that's why when we process it, we do not, the, the payment does not happen until the, um, the cord blood is processed and collected and baby is born. Um, so if there is not enough, that's the only risk is that you wouldn't be able to bank. Um, but you know, a lot of people ask, well, if I do delayed cord clamping, is this still an option? And it is, if you do less than 30 seconds or sorry, less than 60 seconds for the, um, delayed cord clamping, which is what is advised currently, um, by ACOG. So, um, it's definitely something that, you know, why not, you know, it's not going to risk you or baby. So they would take the cord blood before it's clamped or after they take the cord blood before it's clamped or after? Um, after, so that you're allowed to do the delayed cord clamping normally, you know, just as you have in your birth plan. And then, um, they do the, the collection after it's clamped. Okay. So, but they do, I'm just trying to walk myself through it. So after it's clamped, they would take the cord blood and then that's when they would cut the cord yeah. after that. Okay. Yeah. So interesting. So I have a lot of what I call crunchy mamas that listen and do a lot of home births. So this is an option with a home birth too? Most definitely. So um, as long as there is an attending um, midwife or OB, um, depending on how you choose to deliver, whether it's at home or in a birth center, um, this is definitely an option. We have a lot of patients and um, families that decide to bank cord blood because they're getting educated. You know, in this day and time, there's so many um, unknowns when you go into a hospital, who's going to be able to be there? Who's going to be able to support you? Um, what is it going to look like? So a lot of people are choosing right now to do home births. Um, and it's most definitely, most definitely available. Obviously it's something that, um, if you're, OB or midwife has never done a collection before, which there are some that haven't done any or haven't done them since residency when they were at a big university. Um, 
you know, there's an option for them to go online and be able to see how, just refresh on how the collection happens, um, how to best do the collection and get the most um, stem cells out of the cord. Um, but it's definitely, definitely available. That's awesome. Um, and bonus, you won't forget your kid at home because you're already at home and you're comfortable. So. Right. That's right. I think more people are choosing a home birth now for all those reasons that you just said. Um, is there any research, and you may not know this, but is there any research as far as autism and the benefits? Yes, there's actually a lot of um, trials that have gone on at Duke University, um, and we have some going on currently at Sutter as well. And um, they are showing major, obviously, this is not a cure. We never want to come off as this is a cure for autism or it's a cure for cerebral palsy. But um, the main thing that we are seeing and families are seeing from children that are in these studies that's anywhere from ages 2 to 17 um, is they're able to have better, um, they're able to do more. I think that's the best way to put it. You, they're able to have better movement. They're ha able to have better speech. They're having, um, able to grasp, um, things that they weren't able to do previously. That's what it's measured based on. Obviously you're not going to be able to completely cure it, but you are going to be able to see huge improvements and delays that they were having previously. I think that's great. Uh, does the website have some of these research articles for people? Yeah. Everyone involved in a trial doesn't have the name, um, but it has an age and the type of trial that's going on. And um, Duke at the end produces um, a, a study um, like the, what the trial showed. And um, there's one from about two years ago that's on their website and also on ours on CBR, cordblood.com. Cord but there's one that's going to be released in the next two to three months from Duke from a recent trial as well. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Is it ever too late? Like what would be the, somebody is 39 weeks pregnant. Is it too late at that point? So it's never too late until the baby is out. <laughs> so if you are 39 weeks and you're like, gosh, I'm just hearing about this, or maybe you're like literally driving to the hospital, listening to this, who knows? Um, we are able to get a kit to you. Um, I'm in the middle Tennessee area. I am able to access most hospitals within an hour. Um, we've ha I've actually had a lot of hospitals contact me saying, you know, we have somebody coming in, they're being induced tonight. We need a kit. No problem. Like I'm happy to drive it up there. Um, I don't want that to keep anyone from, you know, being able to bank um, the baby's cord blood and cord tissue. Obviously, um, you know, lots of things happen at the end. You make decisions at the end. Things, you know, come to fruition. And um, there's, it's never too late. The um, corporate office does send the kit um, to you if you're less than 38 weeks. Um, otherwise, I'm able to get it to you. I have some on hand. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, okay. definitely. <laughs> with those hormones you're making last minute decisions and exactly oh, you don't want to miss out it's like well you know um you and I were talking about um, the gift of cord blood and being able to um be able to um talk to your parents about it or talk to a family member you know parents are very interested in giving gifts that aren't going to get thrown away and are going to be memorable and going to be something that um are things to talk about for years to come and families and um, many families have had grandparents do this as a gift as their gift to their baby and um, 
and to their family, you know, because it is beneficial to siblings and parents. So, um, you know, that's something that you could look into if you're considering it and you're pregnant, or maybe you have a, a daughter or a son-in-law, you know, that are, that are pregnant or considering pregnancy or they're in fertility trials right now. Um, it's something that you can consider as a gift as well. I think that's great because especially after you have more than one child, you've gotten all the gifts at the baby showers, you know? And so this is something that's has not only meaning, but it's just something different for families besides just another diaper pail. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Although we all love new outfits for baby number two and baby number three, those babies, the baby sprinkle showers are so much fun. Um, but right now, you know, this is something that you can look back and be like, you know, this is such a gift and it's something that no one else could have given us. And a lot of grandparents, that gives them a lot of clout. So. <laughs> Yeah. And well, and I think we're all just due to this crazy pandemic we're in, we're all a little bit more cognizant of our health right now and looking towards the future of our health. And so I think this is a great time to get this message out there to people. Most definitely. And, um, you know, a lot of people ask, well, if I want to bank cord, cord blood, why would I also bank cord tissue? That seems like just an additive. So, um, Cord blood is the, I want to make sure I got this completely right for everyone, but it is the, the, red stem cells that you're going to be able to regenerate and um the cord tissue is um works to regrow bones um cartilage fat and um those there's actually a trial many trials going on right now that they're um looking into how the um the cord tissue is helping with symptoms of the um coronavirus there's uh, I believe five different trials going on right now um, studying that, the respiratory effects um, of COVID with cord tissue. So, and how they can regrow and hopefully help. Obviously, we are nowhere near done with the research on that, um, but it's just another ben benefit and something else just to consider, well, if it's helping with that, what could it help with in five years? When, if I'm pregnant right now and my baby, you know, is coming up on its fourth birthday, like imagine just the growth that we've had in such short time. They've only started using cord tissue in, um, since 2010. So, you know, in 10 years, they've been able to do so, so much. Um, you know, it's even helping with traumatic brain injury right now. So, you know, where, where could we go from here? Yeah, that's huge. Nobody anticipates a traumatic brain injury. But right. I think about people that I know that have had children with ATV accidents or car wrecks and ended up with a traumatic brain injury. You don't plan for these things, but it's nice if you have some support later on. Right. It's just something in your back pocket that, um, you know, you're able to utilize. Um, another question that I get from a lot of families is, well, what if I want to donate my cord blood? Um, because that is an option at some hospitals. It is not available everywhere. But if you decide to donate your, cord, your baby's cord blood, which is also amazing, it goes into a public bank. Bank is the largest public bank um, in the U.S. And if you donate there, you um, you know it goes into the system and it's able to help people. But here's the thing that I found so not troubling, but it's a hard pill to swallow. If um, I donate and my child then needs cord blood, you would think, well, I donated. I should be able to get my baby's cord blood back. Well, you can't because it's a public bank. You may have a chance of getting your baby's cord blood back, but it's anywhere between thirty to $50,000 to be able to acquire cord blood um, to utilize. And then you would not be uh, able to get into specific trials. There's only specific trials that will utilize the public cord blood. So um, there are many, many benefits from banking privately um, and obviously 
Corp Blood Registry is the largest um, in the U.S. and um, has the most research going on currently. So that's really interesting to me. So if you didn't bank your child's cord blood and something happened later down the line, it's possible that you could re receive somebody else's. Most definitely. You can go through um, the New York, um, uh, sorry, the New York uh, blood bank and be able to see if it's available. Um, but uh, first of all, there's no guarantee. And if you bank with your babies, it's a 100% guarantee that your baby's 100% match. Um, but you also have to come up with that type of you know, cash and, you know, it's not something that's covered by insurance and it's not something that's a guarantee. Um, so again, this is an investment, but it's a guarantee for your child. So you, let's say you bank and for your child and then you need it five years from now. How easy of a process is it to get your blood? Like how quickly? So it's something that has to be indicated by the patient's physician. Okay. So it has to be something that um, they decide to have released. Um, more than 80% of our releases right now are not for blood cancers, they're for regenerative medicine. So that's again, like your autism, your um, cerebral palsy, traumatic brain injury, hard hearing loss, um, they've been trialing it with diabetes type one and type two. And um, there's just so many vast opportunities, but if it's indicated by your physician, um, you know, it's, I believe about a week process on getting it out. But again, it has to be not only indicated, also you have to find somewhere that's willing to do the infusion. Um, Duke University is one of the biggest that does the infusions. Okay. And it's usually, a, it's a very simple, it's like, it's just a, a blood infusion. Okay. Nobody around here locally does that? I don't believe so. Again, it would have to be um, indicated. I'm guessing it's something that's coming with Vanderbilt, but usually it's wherever they have trials going on um, for the specific, the f specific, um, treatment. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know kind of the process from beginning to end. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And obviously it's something that, um, getting into, so what we have also is the family health registry. Um, we have over 180,000 families that are currently signed up with that. And if you decide to bank with Corp Blood Registry, um, each year they send out information for you just to fill out on your family. And let's say your child has acquired, um, or they were born with cerebral palsy, you can put that down. And if they have a study that comes up and you bank your baby's cord blood, you're given the option to enroll in that and, you know, the opportunity to be able to um, potentially take part in that. Same with the parents. They um, get information on everyone in the household to determine if there's anything that can be treated, if they can be involved in any type of a trial. That's great. So you're not having to always do your own homework. Right, exactly. You're you're constantly they're constantly going through the registry, seeing you know is could this be beneficial to this family? How could we help them? Um, is there emerging research that's coming from another university or another company that we can somehow benefit this family? Awesome. Okay, let's talk about the financial piece again. This is always the big thing. I know we brushed over it, but I knew I wanted to go back yeah. towards the end. So, is there an average cost, or does it vary depending on the situation? What if somebody has twins or triplets? Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so obviously, if 
if you're in the Middle Tennessee area, I'd love to be able to talk with you about this. Um, or if you live anywhere in the U.S., there's likely a rep around you, but your best bet would be to call 888-CORD BLOOD. Um, there is a variation in pricing depending on if you want to do cord blood, cord blood and cord tissue. There are deals if you do cord blood and cord tissue. There's military discounts. There's um, event pricing if you decide to attend a Zoom or an in-person, if we ever have in-person again, <laughs> in-person events. Um, there are a slew of discounts. So the first thing that I suggest to you is I'm literally talking to my like eight and a half years ago, nine years ago when I was pregnant, like just call in and see if it's for you, first of all. Um, and second, don't let price hold you back. There are monthly payment plans that can go anywhere to 36 months. There are six and 12 month payment plans right now. Currently they have COVID extension. Like you don't have to pay for three months after your baby's born. Um, all of these things are available. So, um, you know, the base pricing without any discounts, if you decide to do cord blood and cord tissue is around $2,600. Um, but we are able to get that down drastically with so many different discounts, so many different payment plans. Um, none of them have anything to do with your credit score. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, but our main goal is to get your baby's cord blood banked. However, we can do that. That is our goal. Um, because we don't want you you know, three months, four months after baby's born being like, gosh, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have been able to find a way. Um, we have payment plans down all the way to $46 a month and that's without any interest, without anything. Um, so again, you know, for most families, you know, I'm thinking again about myself when I was originally pregnant, like $46 a month, I would have had to cut my target bill a little bit and like not hit the dollar bin so hard, but like, and do I really need another pullover? Um, but like, you know, it's doable. It's definitely something that is an investment in your family's future. Yeah. And I feel like the prices come down dramatically. It actually has over the last four to six years. It used to be anywhere from $3,500 to $6,000 and they've gotten it down drastically. Um, I will say we are not the cheapest company, but there's a reason behind that. We do, we are the leaders in research um, and research does, um, we fund most of our research through that. So we're able to offer those opportunities to the families that bank directly with us. And there's a reason that we're the biggest also. <laughs> um, we have the most stem cells stored. It's because families trust us and um, they know we're here for the long haul. Yeah. And I think sometimes you have to pay for the value. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. And the care that goes into storing your baby stem cells and where it's located. Um, you know, it's actually very interesting. I wondered why, and they did a whole, a whole seminar on this of why they chose Tucson, Arizona as a storage. It's like the least, least likely area for any type of disaster to hit any type of natural or man-made or any type of anything. And they're able to store these in, it's not, it's very unlikely that anything would ever happen there. So we're the only storage facility in that area. Surprisingly, there's ones in Michigan, Connecticut, Florida. Um, so it's something to consider as well, where you're going to have those stored. I love that. I love the thought that they put into that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So there's one other thing that I want to make sure that we highlight um, because there may be a family listening that could benefit. Um, we have something called the Newborn Possibilities Program, and we're the only company that offers it. Um, and it was something, it's usually what I 
lead in talking to hospitals about and labor and delivery departments because most of them have no idea about it and it's completely free. Um, and it's something that my physicians are actually interested in about and it can benefit a lot of their patients. So with our newborn possibilities program, there's two portions to it. The first one is a low APGAR. Um, Obviously, no one goes into this hoping that their child has low APGAR, and an APGAR is the score when they're born um, that they're given. So if a baby has a low APGAR of three or below when they're born for the first two checks, and that means your baby's not doing real good, but there's a, there's a, a percentage of babies that do come up from that and are able to um, you know, regain and do pretty well, they can get um, free storage and five, five free years of free storage and free collection. So all that has to be done is there has to be a kit at the hospital and the hospital has to know about our program and they have to do the collection. And then you have free five years of storage and you have the ability to um, you know, have free collection. So it literally costs the family nothing. The main kickback I've been hearing that hearing from hospitals is that if a baby has a low APGAR three or below, it's a stressful time in the delivery room. And this is probably the last thing that they're going to be thinking about. But it's something to ask your, um, if you're going in and you're doing the hospital tour, it's something that I would ask. It's something just on the side note, like, hey, if my baby is born with low APGAR, do you have CBR kits? Will you do a collection? Is that something that you guys do in your OR? Um, because most of the hospitals in Middle Tennessee do not store kits. Um, so that's something definitely to consider as well um, is a part of our newborn possibilities program. If your baby has one of 80 diagnoses um, or mom, dad, or immediate sibling does, and you can see the list on our website, and I can also shoot that to you if you'd like, um, you get free collection and five years of free storage. The hope is in those five years, we're able to get you into a trial, your, your family member, sibling, mom, dad, um, to be able to benefit and hopefully see some dramatic positive results from the cord blood. I love that. That's huge. Yes. It's very, and it's something that obviously committed back to research. Our goal is to be able to provide research and, um, you know, help families overcome. You know, and I think, like I've said before, we all want normal, healthy, developing babies, but in the off chance that something they do have one of these 80 diagnoses or low APGARs. It's nice to kind of be aware of this on the front end. So maybe you can think a little bit more clearly going into it and ask for the hit. Yeah. And you, a lot of the times um, I don't talk to the physicians about this. I talk to the OB nurses, the nurses that you go in and you give your medical history to, and you know, do all the talking to before the doctor comes in for five, 10 minutes. And they catch that a family member has this, one of these conditions, and they're aware of it, and they refer them to our program. Um, and it's something, you know, that could truly be dramatically life-changing for that entire family. Um, so if, you know, it's a chance that could do something positive, it's definitely worth sharing. Yeah. It could give somebody hope, too. Yeah. Without yeah. the stress of the financial piece. They're already going to have so many stressors on their plate. Yes. And a lot of the families that I find that are candidates for this, they wouldn't even consider it because if a child, if you're pregnant and your child, older child has cerebral palsy or something to that effect, and you're not, you're not thinking, what else can I add to my plate? What else can I, um, what else can I invest in? You know, I have so much that I, that's on my plate. I wear so many hats, but this truly, truly can benefit your family. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love it. 
Okay, how can people get in touch with you if they want to talk to you directly? For sure. So um, you can either email, call, text, or visit my Instagram. My Instagram is um, at Nashville Cordblood. And we have lots of different contributors on that page, but our goal obviously is to educate you. You can send me a DM through there. Um, you can email me at a pillow, like what you put your head on, at cordblood.com. Or you can text me, 615-927-2296. I'm happy to answer any and all questions that you have. Um, you can also call 888-CORDBLOOD. Um, I always refer back to them because they are literally the end-all, know-all, be-all in regards to it. They can connect you to every single trial. They can answer any and all questions. They can figure out if your family would qualify for the Newborn Possibilities Program. They can find out about, you know, your physician. How many collections have they done? Um, are they well-versed in this? Yeah. Go check out the Instagram page. Definitely check out all the web pages. I think getting yourself, you know, informed about this while you're pregnant. I mean, think of all the things we research when we're pregnant anyway, <laughs> you know, I, 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 we were talking, I, I think it's so hilarious because I literally spent so, I went to probably like five different places looking at the perfect stroller and the perfect crib. Okay. The crib is important, but literally I ended up probably with four different strollers, you know, once my children were mobile and you know, I spent so much time researching that and then I would just throw it out and go to the next one. I spent so much money on them. And, um, you know, thinking about this, you know, this is something that I didn't even look more at than the front of the pamphlet and just kind of went. Yeah. So, yeah. I know the same for me too. I, I definitely looked at it with my second child, but we were kind of like, Oh, we don't have the money, but it was right. more like we just saw the price. We didn't really even dig in. And I think this is an opportunity right now for people to really understand the benefits of it. And not just for the baby, like you said, but for possibly a sibling or for themselves. It's huge. Right. And at this point in the research, it's not a question of if I'm going to use it. It's what am I going to use it on? Am I going to use it, you know, for, you know, a family member? Am I going to use it for my child? Are they, you know, is it something that could benefit me? Is it something that, you know, could help me live longer or help live a more, um, you know, mobile life? Is it, what can it do? Uh, and the possibilities are absolutely endless. So. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Any last tidbits you want to share with the audience? Goodness. No, I, um, I think that the biggest speaking point is if this is a, a wife that has a husband or a partner that is going to just totally shut this down purely based on price, people invest in what's important to them. And it's important to you when you're educated, when you know everything that that can be, it can be used for and the possibilities for it. So um, if you're concerned, you know, you're thinking, gosh, should I tell him about this? Should I tell her about this? Is this something that, you know, are they going to like just shake their head at me and just be like, oh, um, you know, get on the phone together, make, make a time together and call 888 Corp Blood and see, you know, just say, hey, I just want to learn more about this. We don't even have to do it, but I just want to learn more about it um, and see where it takes you because, you know, the worst that you can find out is mm, this isn't for me. Yeah, I think you're right. Just get both of you on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. I love and it. get questions that you can ask your OB. The more the OBs hear about this, the more they're going to bring it up. And that's for those people. You're helping other mamas who probably, you know, wouldn't hear about this. And the more OBs hear about this, the more they find that in this community, people are like, we want to know about this. This is something that they need to dig their feet or their fingers into for research. They're going to find out more. They're going to become interested. Yeah. And if you have a friend who's pregnant, have them listen to this podcast. Let them 
you know, d dig in for themselves to see if this is something that's for them. Spread the word. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking so much time to talk to us about this. Thank you. I am so grateful and I just love what you're sharing and um, what you're bringing to this community. Thank you so much. Thanks. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening. I hope everybody is staying healthy and doing well and I will talk to y'all next week. Thanks.